Yes, people. I have no idea what day it is, as in how many numbers friends we've been here for. But it is Wednesday. It is a recap of uh, the day before Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, twenty second. Um, I didn't go out yesterday at all. I feel so much better for it. Um, I woke up relatively early, but I went to bed pretty early as well, so it's all right. It's all right. Didn't touch a drop of any alcohol, not not a bit. And uh, yeah, feel much better for it. So good. Yeah, a little bit of recovery. I think tonight I'd like to maybe go out and eat. I'd be sociable, wouldn't it? I mean, sociable thing to do. But um, yeah, yesterday had yesterday go. Ticket sales were really low at the beginning of the day, but my new objective is to, especially midweek, is to get up to 30. Once I get up to 30, I can't just stop, stop trying. I'm not going as hard to get people in the room. Um, yeah, not, don't know why. I was just, actually, I do know why. It's just to conserve my energy. I'm just going to get knackered. I did the compilation show um as well yesterday i did all the measures to get my brain right just before the show and it worked for right the first bit of comedy i'm doing cannot be my show so when i got offered to do a compilation show at one o'clock i was like yes and i went on stage and i did random jokes hardly even a set (laughs) um started sweating a bit Got just got rid of all the kind of hangover feelings. I was like, all right, feel better. Got some water. Got an iron brew, and I got flying. And then um, there's the days going on. I was like, I think I'm just gonna recover just before the show. And then just before the show, I felt totally fine. Head was clear. I was like, right, we're gonna be good. And the only thing I was struggling, as you can hear, is my my throat, my voice. So um, <clears throat> yeah, it's not um, it's not again, it's not terrible. Just need uh, some warm water, some strepsils, and I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I mean, I haven't drank anything. I probably shouldn't be talking to you guys. Yeah, I was probably should have had a drink before I started talking. But I'm here now, and uh, yeah. But the show itself went well. Um, Mr. PBJ himself was in the building. It's nice. Um, um, and there was just other people it was nice man I had someone come up to me who said they are about to do IVF for the first time and uh, the show was what he needed um, yeah it's just yeah, it's just nice man I'm, like, I'm enjoying the show it, I'm tired of uh, of the not, not of the fringe the fringe is fine I enjoy the fringe I think I, I think there's part of me just wants to go home I still enjoy my show. I still get excited to do it, so that's fine. And maybe it'd be easier if I wasn't have to put such a monumental effort into selling tickets. I know there's going to be people in the room, so when I said in the room, I'm fine. But you do always need a, a certain amount of people for the show to feel like it's flowing properly, right? Like yesterday, I had a, uh, had a group of nine 
nine women in the room, old ladies, right? And um, I know that some someone on the team you won't want to laugh out loud at because it might be a bit crude. But there's other bits where it's just going to force you to laugh. And some people have a crude uh, sense of humour, so they'll laugh at the crude bits and they'll laugh at the other bits. So even though say so it might offend some people's sensibilities, they still find it funny. But what end up happening is there'll be a bit of lull in laughter. But if I don't have enough people in the room, if I have enough people in the room though, that lo- it's just a lower amount of laughter. But there's still laughter. Whereas if it's a smaller number and you have that lull, it it's th- then feels like I'm just doing it silence and yeah. That's why I need at least a minimum of like maybe thirty people in the room, just with enough diverse uh, sense of humour. You know. There's always one person in the room who literally laughs at every single joke, so <laughs> it is nice. Then, um, but yeah, but the show went well. Uh, I went to see Nabil Abdul Rashid as well. Uh, that's a good show. I wasn't sure how much of the start I missed, but I think I didn't miss that much. I ended up talking to someone after my show, and I really, I never, I never cut the conversation short with people after my show. I think it puts them in a vulnerable place and they want to talk and share and get things off their chest. So, yeah, no, it doesn't feel right for me to cut the conversation short. So I didn't know who she was. And then I spoke with her for about 15 minutes after the show, just chatting away. And um, yeah, I asked her, you know, does she come to the French often? Because she was American. And she's like, oh, well, um, she said her name. She said, yeah, I'm the like, head of programming or head of a scripted at quite a major network <laughs> in the US. I was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. And this is why I like not being so plugged into the industry. Because um, I just don't know who anyone is. Of two things that help me navigate this industry. One, ignorance. And two, massive ego. The ignorance allows me to not know who I'm talking to. And my massive ego allows me to um, talk to someone who is famous for me to think, well, they're lucky to talk to me as well. <laughs> like, I, I had a chat with Jack Whitehall the day before. And uh, and Rod Gilbert. I met both of these guys. And what that massive ego helps is put us on a level. And it's not a level that I'm going up to there. It's because here's the thing. Most people, including Jack Whitehall and Rod Gilbert, and this lady who's uh, uh, is the head of programming at a, cha- a network in the US, is this: uh, is that they selves think of themselves as just them. They're just a normal person. It's just their life. So it's actually weirder when you put them at a higher place. Where you talk to them as like, oh my god, you're so and so. I was actually used to think that sparked a conversation with, between me and Jack. We were walking into a bar together. And two people pass on. Oh my god, that's Jack Whitehall. That is Jack. That's, no, no, it isn't really. Yeah, no, that was Jack Whitehall. Oh my god. And the guy was just sounded like he was about to have a meltdown. And I said, I read Jack Whitehall. Is that. Does that ever get normal or how does that feel? And he goes, Oh, you know, so I'm used to it. He goes, But you know, I'm in a better place in life. <laughs> and I thought it's true. Like, he's older now. Like, that must be weird if you're like 20 odd. People just like, well, are you so? That just naturally 
your ego is going to just explode. Because my ego, it just only manifests when I'm talking to someone who is actually more famous or successful than me. That's when my ego comes out where I don't talk in a competitive way. It just makes me go, don't talk to them like they're, like they're better than you. Talk to them like a normal person. And then once I'm in the conversation, all of that just kind of subsides. <laughs> but it just gears me up to talk to them on a the level. And here's the thing. If I like what they do, I always give someone praise. But then I'd give someone praise who, if I did, who wasn't famous, right? If I liked what they did. If I saw someone busking or painting in Piccadilly Circle, I thought, oh, that's sick. I'll tell them. So, yeah. It's trying to be normal. Uh, and as I was saying, after my gig, I've, I then realised that, again, I think of myself as normal, but if someone's just sat there and watched me perform for an hour, there's obviously this psychological thing of, I'm the most important person in the room. It's this, what's it called? It's a, a, not spotlight effect. Was it halo? It's something some weird like that. The basic person is performing or someone's on stage, they, have, they end up having like an elevated social status, even if it's temporary. So then when you, when people see you about, they're kind of like, oh, that woman asked me for a photo before the show. She saw the flight, saw me and goes, are you, are you Darren Griffiths? And I was like, yeah. I was like, no, I don't know what that question, I've never had that question in this context. I was like, yeah. It's good. And she literally jumped off the bench and, was like, and gave her phone to her friend. Can I, can I have a photo? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening here, but. I'll take it. Even people at other benches around are looking and going, oh, like, you can see them kind of looking like, wait, is this is this guy someone? And I'm like, no, I'm just the person with a show off in the fringe. But she was so excited to talk to me. And I was like, oh, brilliant. And then she was in the show. And then she came out of the show. She's like, oh, my God, that was wonderful. And gave me a hug and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's nice. But it's just like, in my head, I'm like, well, that's a lot. <laughs> So it's weird, I, I have an ego and talk to someone who, in the situation, has a higher social status, but no ego as I was when someone, uh, when I'm the one, the higher status, I'm doing that in air quotes, but yeah, I hope to maintain that throughout my life, but yeah, but the show is fun, uh, I am on the countdown of shows, uh, uh, yeah, but just still same focus on my show, the only thing I'm daunting, I'll be honest here, it is Wednesday. It's the day that the award shortlists get uh, announced, and I'm daunting the fact that you know you got to be statistic, you got to be uh, work on probabilities and statistics. There's so many shows here. There's only tends to be like ten, five to ten shows on the shortlist. I mean, it's more likely that I will not be on the shortlist. Right? That's the more realistic outcome. Therefore, what is the result of not being on the shortlist is that those who are on the shortlist end up having to put on extra shows um, in bigger venues because everyone now wants to clamour to see those people. A lot of those people on those shortlists will also already have sold out shows. So that's when the venues will get much bigger. The rest of us who do not have sold out shows will now be clamouring for the rest of the punters to try and get them in. Because remember, the, the shortlist isn't you can say it's about taste and that, but there's going to be enough, or should be enough variety in the shortlist that doesn't matter what kind of comedy you like as a punter. You want to go to that. Um, and you know, there's always enough shows and 
and stuff. But yeah, it's it's how it is. It's, it's what I did in the final week. Alright, I've been the consumer. So it, 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 where it's already quiet midweek, it's gonna feel a bit quieter, I believe. But I'll still continue to fly and I'll still continue to get those people in the room so that the people in the room have a great time and that's all I am focused on because you never know who's in the room I'm not talking about someone who can give you an opportunity I'm talking about someone who just needs to hear that story and that's all I'm focusing on alright that is the update that is my diary for today uh, yeah. and so come on Wednesday we've got five more shows to do alright I'm out peace